Ghost Adventures is the sole property of the Ghost Adventures crew and Scripps LLC. We're not in any way affiliated with any of them, we just like watching them do their thing. So if you like Ghost Adventures too, support the crew in the Travel Channel. Also, this podcast has profanity in it, so take whatever precautions you feel are necessary. Good evening, and welcome once again to Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch every episode of Ghost Adventures. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. And uh, today we're coming to you from the Remington Arms Factory in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Well, we're not there, but they went there. Yeah. The boys did. Mm-hmm. This place was built in 1867. They basically manufactured a bunch of rifles, weaponry, they also did some bombs. Yep. Small bombs, but, mm-hmm. you know, bombs still. Um, for war-type stuff. War-type uh, stuff. <laughs> and killing you know, people. You know, war and killing and all that stuff. Um, really nice things. Uh, murderous thingies. Um, and uh, the, the, the they really focused on World War II here. Yeah. And, of, and, of course, the... This is a place that's involved with, like, guns are involved with the this this place. So there's a lot of bad canned gun fire sound effects that they just do, like, all over the place, completely indiscriminately. To describe what this place looks like, it is made out of brick, red brick, and it kind of is like a building with a tower that goes straight up the middle. Well, that's just one building, though. Yeah. Because there's this is like a whole campus of buildings. There's like a a main factory and then there's what they call the shot tower and I don't understand its significance. It wasn't really well explained to me. They also have a graveyard right next door which yeah. I think is unrelated, like not I, owned by the same I don't know, maybe it is. Maybe it is. If it is that's fucked up. They didn't really go into it. Like no. they didn't go into the graveyard at all, which I'm I was, guessing they must have gotten some footage in there and just nothing happened. I guess. Cuz these boys can't resist a graveyard. Yeah, or maybe they didn't get permission. That also maybe they felt embarrassed about that and didn't want to talk about it because they did like point it out in the beginning. They're like, oh, there's a graveyard. <laughs> and then they never go back to that, which I'm I'm kind of surprised. Maybe their uh, compensation was to go to that dude's place instead. That guy's house with oh, a museum in his basement. God, John, we'll talk about we'll John talk in a second. Him. So uh, right off the bat, they're getting assault. They're getting like ghost assaulted. Uh, they hear mysterious hammering and the vo- the batteries on the camera get drained. Okay, before we go any further, though, we have to give a setting. This isn't a bad area of town in present day yeah. Connecticut. And they say in the episode that there, there have been many, many homeless um, uh, persons and... Um, and, and they always throw criminals in there as well, because whatever. Ow! Lydia just dug her nail into my leg. Um. I mean, she loves you. I know. She's joined the show as usual. Uh, so they're talking about, you know, people basically living in this building, this abandoned building. Mm -hmm. So keep, 
Keep that in mind. They did have the police kind of check through the building before the lockdown starts. Yeah, uh, two cars showed up to check this giant facility. And I don't know if, if those policemen really took them seriously. I, I mean, can't I imagine. Guess... If I were a cop, I would not be taking fucking Ghost Adventures crew seriously. I can't imagine. It'd be funny if they just kind of like went inside, didn't really do anything, went out and were like, yep, you're good. Yeah, you're Have all Have a good night. You're all right. It's, it's fine. <laughs> Yeah. So the camera breaks and there's um, hammering noises. And this is all before anyone shows up to show them around. So they're just in there by themselves during all this. Um, the rumor was that when this factory was in operation, they uh, manufactured around 10,000 rifles per day. That's a lot. Though. That is a lot. That's kind of a lot. That's a lot of murder devices. And and it wasn't, I mean, it was open for a long time, too. Like, this place was open for decades. Yeah, from 1867 to 1986. Um, ammunition was, was manufactured for World War II, and apparently uh, this <laughs> factory was kind of a... Um, or can I say, Zach, the way Zach puts it is very funny to me. This, this is where they made ammunition for all the wars. <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently because this was a, a factory that manufactured, um, weapons, it was kind of considered a target for enemies of World War II. Yeah. So there was an, the idea was that there were spies. There was like a danger of spies infiltrating the Remington Arms factory. And so the FBI was involved like quite a lot with this place. Like they would, um, they, one of the former employees of this place tells us that the FBI tried to recruit him essentially to be a spy of their own, uh, it, but he didn't want to. Cause he said, he, <laughs> he says, what I told him is I already have enough trouble. <laughs> that seems like a nice old man. Yeah, he did. There was an area. I think it was where the tower is, where there was a bunch of barbed wire. Yeah. Cues. Uh, on the ceiling. I'm wondering if that was for birds. It must be for birds, yeah. because there's no other reason to put razor wire on the ceiling like that. Yeah. yeah. Zach mentions that if he walks through that, his head would look like diced spam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there was a big accidental explosion here in 1942, uh, which a lot of people thought was f like foul play. Um, but everybody seems to refer to it as an accident, and they don't really find any credible... Uh, facts about it that would suggest that it wasn't an accident but apparently about seven people died in that blast and our boys go to the library to find some articles about it yeah it's very nice they actually do a little you know they do some research studying there's also um these very strange i don't know if they explain what they were but they're they look like a bunch a series of pits in the ground of oh. one of one of the rooms that mm -hmm. look kind of bathtub shaped but, but it's smaller. Just, but it's like one after the other, after the other, after the other. And didn't they? Weren't they pretty deep too? Yeah, Zach was like, "This looks like a, a human trap." Yeah. Look, you could trap somebody in here. Keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah. Put that in your back pocket, and we'll, we'll <laughs> take that out later. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bob. Bob is the name of the guy who currently oversees the building, and he wears this very dopey straw hat the entire time. And he talks about how there were these two guys who fell into a lead smelter Ugh. and died in that way, which seems like one of the worst ways you could possibly die. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know how quick it would happen. Like, probably, I mean, probably fast, but still bad. Yeah, your body would go into shock. and I mean, you, you're going to die no matter what. Yeah. By, by all the burns, but... 
Hopefully it'd be fast. So there were some labor riots in here. Uh, some folks went on strike and were murdered by the hired security. Not all of them, but there was specifically one case. Uh, a man named Frank Monte, I think. I, uh, I he's from, from Portugal. Yeah. Uh, it was the Portuguese that were targeted, um, um, treated inhumanely. And so they riot. They, they first protested, but then it turned into riots. I'm assuming that the employers weren't really responding well. If the time period is right for this to be um, the Pinkertons doing. And if you if the Pinkertons, for those out there listening, were essentially high, like hired cops and they were very famous for busting up unions. Oh, great. And resolving labor disputes violently. It was, hmm. a, t- it was a pretty awful organization. Speaking of, hmm, they've got that, uh, that legislation going on. Uh, workers, or, or what is it called? Right to work. Right to work. Yeah. Um, it's, sorry if this is too political for y'all. Right to work is the most horrifying shit on the planet, basically. It's basically, uh, we want to get rid of unions. And guess what? Unions protect workers' rights. It's really funny to me to imagine that there might be someone listening to this podcast going, this is a pro-union podcast? Yeah, I'm it un- is. <laughs> I'm unsubscribing. If any of you don't, if any of you have family members who are like super anti-union and you're not quite sure what unions do... Unions are there to protect your rights as a worker. I honestly did not expect to be getting on this soapbox but during so an episode much of Ghost sh- Adventures. Bullshit is going on in the world right now. Ugh. Okay. Anyway. So uh, anyway, yeah. history repeats itself. History does indeed repeat itself. Um, another person that we talked to is a man named Jim who wears a shirt that says uh, para- East Coast Paranormal Police on it. And isn't he a policeman <laughs> during is, the day? He is indeed a cop, so yeah. he is the ghost cop. Um, oh, they, they speak about, again, back to the graveyard, which they did not investigate <laughs> at all. They spoke about a Hungarian woman who was buried alive. Okay. Uh, a long time ago, but that the, they just leave it at that. That's it. Yeah, she was buried alive. That's it. Creepy, huh? Um, One of the things that makes this different from other sites is the shadow people, says a man they interviewed. Different than other different? sites? Wow, I didn't realize that that was a thing that's different. <laughs> uh, so Zach gets a demonstration from, the, from Ghost Cop on how the shadow people move and look, and he doesn't seem to want to be doing this. Uh, he just sort of walks in front of a window, and he's like, it was like that. And, Zach goes, <laughs> and Zach's like, wow, it was like that? <laughs> I love how when Zach asks people to reenact things yeah. for him, especially when he asks them to, to like hit him, because I'm sure deep down he's thinking, I hope they feel how ripped I am. (laughs) One of the, he also does this great thing a lot in this episode where he punctuates each (laughs) word and he does it on the sentence, they made things that killed people. (laughs) It's also in the opening. Mm -hmm. It's very special. Uh, so next they head into that tower we mentioned earlier, and Zach is having a really hard time with this because it's a very high climb. And according to him, <laughs> his three fears are heights, snakes, and dolls. So remember that if yeah. you ever want to scare Zach Beggins, he's letting you know. <laughs> Just put him put him in a hot air balloon with a snake and a raggedy in. Also, um, so Nick especially is eager to climb up high. Yeah, Nick's not bothered by heights. <laughs> and they're basically, you know, pushing Zach to join them. Which, you know, is important for part of the investigation to be able to, you know, see the full facility. 
And Zach says, I hate peer pressure. A. Hey, bud. Giving us a little insight into <laughs> his uh, elementary, middle school, high school years. Um, he's always making um, references, I think, non-intentionally uh-huh. to his years being picked on as a, as a young and uh, but also B, um, just remember this, I hate peer pressure thing. Uh, we're going to get back to that in a little bit. A lot of things that just come back <laughs> yeah. in Ghost Adventures. Um, there's They go into the basement after this. So they go up to the tallest place and then they go down to the lowest point. And the basement is full of standing water and has like shitty, creepy holes in the wall. And apparently there's a lot of tunnels down there. where Tunnels. They, yeah. Tunnels. Tunnels, they say over and over <laughs> and over again. Where they, uh, they, they tested out stuff like... Some of their small ammunition bombs, and they also had like ranges, I guess, where they would test their their weapons out. That's the last we hear of it. They didn't really spend much time down there, did they? Yep. Yeah. Nope. That's it. And then on the way out of the tunnel, Aaron steps on a nail, and it's like a, a goofy fun section yeah. where he removes it from his shoe. I hope he has this tetanus shot update. Yeah, me too. Because it know? doesn't get it didn't get in there, but still, that's fucked up. Yeah. Um, so, so moving on, they go to the home of John Zaffis, who's apparently a paranormal expert. He is the godfather of the paranormal. Apparently has the same exact wardrobe as Zach Bagans. Yeah, like <laughs> literally wearing the same shirt as him. Literally wearing Rebel Spirit, but with a black blazer oh, he's just, uh, inside this, his home. This is the this is the uniform of a ghost hunter who's who's hung up his X cam. You know, he's he's moved on from that life. He's and is, living the high life. He's retired now. from his non-paying paranormal job. And I also think that this is the moment that awakens something in Zach, because the man runs a haunted museum yes. out of his home. Yes. And Zach is kind of speechless about it. Mentions his fear of dolls again, uh, which uh, and we we want to like emphasize this this little um, this little situation here because most of you know that Zach now has a haunted items museum in Las Vegas, Nevada. It is bigger and nicer than John's. So that is true. <laughs> I think in John John's is just in his basement, right? Yeah. It's just his it's, house. It's funny because his house looks like, a, you know, 1980s, 1970s, 1980s architecture. You know, regular small town neighborhood. Just really normal. And then downstairs, it's like Night of the Living Dead. It's like clown dolls and shit. Yeah. It's really not scary, but. And uh, they they talk to him about trigger objects uh, and, how it, and how you can use them to get more and better evidence I noticed how he rubbed his nose while he was like doing saying all this stuff. Oh, hmm. Micro Just, expressions. Yeah. He's lying. You'd be a good detective. <laughs> um he says when asked about how trigger objects work, he says energy is energy and energy can be attached to these objects. I don't know if either of these statements is true per se. <laughs> he sounded to me like he's a car salesman. So I don't think he's a physicist. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he talks like a car salesman. And uh, that's about it for the pre-lockdown portion. Once we leave John's place, we're we're headed for the the lockdown at Remington. And uh, this is the lockdown where Zach says they told him they're supposed to wear masks. Okay, okay. I remember when I said um, that whole peer pressure thing that Zach says, like stop peer pressuring me. Yep. Remember I said. Um, Hold on to that memory of that. 
Yeah. Okay, so so let's back to you, Matt. So Zach is talking about how he doesn't want to wear a mask because they get in the way. And Aaron's like, I want her in a mask. And Zach says, no, you're not. We don't wear masks. And then it shoots back to Aaron, and he just has this look on his face like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? When and when the police definitely told them that they needed to wear face masks. I mean, when they're in the tunnels uh, in the lower level, the ground is covered in moisture and in, in, in puddles. Yeah, there's like an eighth of an inch of standing water there's, across the entire ground. There's probably so much black mold and... and there was a lead smelter, and there's a moment... Yeah, it's in, just a bad fucking... This is such a bad situation to be in if you have asthma. There's a moment in this episode where Zach starts coughing and saying, <laughs> oh, it must be the lead in the air. And, and, and then the camera goes back to Aaron, and he's got this look on his face like, I told yeah. you so, asshole. <laughs> God, it's like whenever people are pushing Zach to not be scared of stupid shit... Zach accuses them of peer pressuring him. But then whenever Zach's pressuring other people to not take care of their health during investigations. You know, uh, you know, Jung, uh, Jung says that we hate the most in yeah. others what we don't like about ourselves. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. There you go, Zach. It's OK, man. You just just it's be not ni- OK. Just be nicer, dude. <laughs> Just be nicer to people, Such please. Such a dick. Um, so they, the first excursion is into the shot tower. And one of the things that... This cracked me up. One of the things they say to, while they're trying to talk to the ghosts is, anyone here who used to work on bullets? <laughs> it's, a, it's a bullet factory, Zach. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, we get a very early and extremely distinct O-face from Aaron. Oh, it's lovely. Uh, the camera encounters him mouth agape, uh, uh, reacting to a disembodied voice that apparently sounds like a scream of some kind. Um, I'm going to just say, remember, this is a bad area town. Yeah, we're downtown. We were in urban Bur- uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut. When you are... Downtown now and again, you might hear some some bad shit. And you know what? You hear some upsetting things when you live in a city. You know what you do? You call the police when you hear stuff like that because it might be a real person. There's a there's a bit that John Mulaney does in one of his stand up specials oh, about God. living in the city and how sometimes you see things that upset you, like uh, an overturned wheelchair on the side of the street. I hope it was a miracle. <laughs> Something happened there. Oh. <laughs> Man. Uh, so this is where, remember when Zach was calling out these pits that looked like people traps? Well, he almost falls <laughs> he in almost, one. He, Aaron and Nick are like, Zach, stop. Zach, stop. <laughs> and he's, he is literally like one of his toes is over the edge. He talks about how it almost kills him. They get catch a bunch of EVPs on their extra sensitive recorders that they have. They're the same fucking recorder. Yeah, they all have the same one. Uh, and <laughs> uh, they're all of the EVPs. I feel like the EVPs in this episode are especially weak. Yeah, they are. They don't sound like anything, really. A lot of them are supposed to be like a ghost saying me or I'm here or something like that. But it's just like. <laughs> um. They set up. They, they, there's a point where they're in the shot tower, and Zach assumes that an EVP he's getting is the woman who was buried alive. And his basis for this assumption is that you can see the graveyard from the window. <laughs> 
I love that so much. They also get um, a gunshot and someone screaming. Okay, this is the one that's like, <laughs> how did you not call the cops? And they think it's a ghost. It seriously sounds like a gunshot and a scream, like exactly like that. There are so many times in this television series where, oh, pardon me, where they hear... A scream of some sort, a gunshot, <laughs> you know, something that in real life... That's cause for alarm. It's cause for alarm, and you should call the police. And they don't because they think it's ghosts. <laughs> oh, so they they start using... The, they, set out, they set out stuff to use their trigger objects. And it's sort of... It's this wonderful little thing that they do all the time on this show, which is like a ghost trap. And it always reminds me of, like, in cartoons when they put, like, a... Like a nice shiny apple underneath a box held up by mm-hmm. a stick. Or the game mousetrap. Yeah, it's just a bunch of, like, a, some used shotgun shells and a blown fuse next to an EM pump with a camera pointed at it. Oh, man. And they don't come back to it, which means no evidence. Uh, 40 minutes later is when they catch the real murder. Um, what? Th- you know, the gunshot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's basically it for the shot tower. They just leave. Mm-hmm. Oh, there is a how dark it really is. <laughs> oh, God. It was a, it's a fast one, though. Yeah. Mercifully. The next excursion is into the main factory. And this is where Zach is like, oh, there's lead in the air. Maybe I should have <laughs> worn a fucking mask. Poor Aaron. Aaron's going to get mesothelioma someday. Zach's going to get it first. Zach's the canary in that, in that mine because yeah. he's the one who always goes in first to these places. Um, they get an EVP that apparently says, I like it. <laughs> Didn't hear that. Um, Zach hears someone talking in the room and he stomps in with his a recorder. Uh, and this is when things start to really go crazy. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron loses it a little bit. Uh, because before he hears a, that. No, no, this, this is okay. like his initial losing it. Okay. He hears a growl behind him. Yeah. And he starts and he's, he's very upset. And then uh, Zach and Aaron get, Zach and Nick rather get hit the way that they, they describe getting hit, air quotes. By a spirit. With like goosebumps and stuff going through them, as they say. Now, okay, if you're scared, it is a natural reaction to get goosebumps. And to, to feel chills. chills. Yeah, yeah, this chills. is all very normal stuff. Uh, and if someone else, and if you hear that someone's getting chill, if something scary is happening, there's a good chance that you're going to do that as well. Yeah, you might just pass it on to someone else. Contagious, kind of like sneezes. Yeah. A chew. <laughs> a chew. Or sorry, kind of like yawns. Yeah, sneezes aren't contagious. How, why do they go <laughs> along with that? I don't know. I was just like, yeah, like sneezes that are contagious. Yeah. I mean, I guess if they're your, you have a cold or something. Man, I'm tired tonight. Um, they they really start to to amp things up because Aaron is getting like physically ill. Hmm, I wonder what that might be. Maybe and... if he wore a face mask, he might not be feeling ill because of the, the black mold in the air. And Zach and Nick are like really egging the ghosts on. And um they start Zach starts to try and develop a plan and he's like getting a handle on the situation, but as he develops his plan, Aaron completely loses it. He's hooting and hollering and screaming. Oh my god! Oh my god, dude! Oh my god! Oh my god! And um so everyone's on full alert and they're getting like super defensive with the ghosts. <laughs> um and then afterwards they feel very tired and it's because of ghosts. Mm-hmm. It's not because it's two in the morning and they just 
had a full-on panic attack. Whenever they show the end of the, the lockdown, when they're, like, leaving the building, they look exhausted. They look so beat. They look like they've been pulling an all-nighter because they, they have. have been. <laughs> they've been pulling a fucking all-nighter. And um, so it's, like, um, it's like 3.30 in the morning, uh, and they decide to investigate the shadow people angle again. And this is where Zach, they encounter a fucked-up staircase. Like, it's, it's really dilapidated. <laughs> And Zach decide Zach refuses to find another way because it would take too long. He tries to estimate the, the drop below. <laughs> he says that it looks like a thirty or forty foot drop. It's like ten it's feet, 10 maybe. Ten feet down to the next staircase. I mean, it's still not great if you fall through. Yeah, but, but it's not that. It's not that bad. You twist your ankle. Ten feet. It's not that. They they uh, see a strange light and hear a noise in a, in a. Uh, wait, was that a? That's an X cam shot. Now this one is interesting to me. Um, because it's like a, it's like a lens flare kind of, it's a, like just a really fast, um, two triangles looking like they're kind of rotating. Kind of like a windmill, like two blades on a windmill. Yeah. Right just, opposite just of each really, other. Really, really fast. And then, and it's accompanied by a little noise that goes whoop, like that. Or some sort of like stomp or something. Yeah. And they don't really go back to it. Nope. They just sort of leave it there for you to see. Um, and while they're investigating the shadow people, they get some footsteps and a white mist, um, which you really got to squint to see mm-hmm. the white mist. Uh, and that's it. And as they're leaving in the morning, Zach, looking totally exhausted, he says, that was an explosive lockdown. Now, was he trying to make a joke about bombs? I, th- I think he was. He also, we we forgot to mention the earlier one that he did. <laughs> Oh yeah, he said no pun intended. Let's get let's let's arm ourselves for this lockdown. First of all, it's not a pun, Zach. It's not a pun if the word means the word. Yeah, it's not a it's not <laughs> a pun if you're not actually like fucking Gabby. fucking around with the words at all. Oh goodness. Oh, you really upset Lydia. I did. I went to itch my eye. <laughs> she fucking hated that. Oh, I bet she's very she's like half asleep. She's good now though. She doesn't care. Lydia's been sleeping on Cassie's lap for the entire time we've been recording this it's been great. episode. I think that's partially why I'm I'm kind of like really sleepy sounding. If you get a cat on your lap, you you get sleepier. That's your just how it works. Stress goes down. Um so they fly out to San Francisco to check this shit with their friend Vicky from Harbor Area Paranormal. How do they find like okay, first off I'm glad they're attempting the peer review process. <laughs> But it's not really pure of you if the people you talk to are agreeing with everything you're showing. The shittiest, most confirmation biasy peer review process on the yeah. entire world. And who are they? Who like, are these people? Are they just? Do they? Are they all in like the same MySpace group for ghost hunters? <laughs> Probably. Uh, so they take their shit to Vicky, and Vicky doesn't even get to see the one piece of evidence that I think is somewhat interesting, mm-hmm. which is the the light and the sound. Mm-hmm. They show her the gunshot, and she's like, "Yeah, that's definitely that's a ghost." And then they show her the fucking this is this drove me insane. They show her the the footsteps with the the white mist. And they talk about this fucking thing. Oh my god! They it spend end. they spend five minutes talking about how they used to think it was just a foot, and now they think it's a leg. I think part of the problem was she kept interrupting them. She's one of those people where if someone's talking, she continuously goes, "Yep, y- yep, right, right," like repeating what they're saying, you know. <laughs> and I don't think it works well with how they talk. No, 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 no. So it just was this endless like stuttering conversation god. about these legs. I just. I, it was, was really excessive, like, you guys. Like, like enough, you gotta see it to believe it. Enough with the legs. Does Zach know what confirmation bias is? 
Probably not. I don't think he does. He probably thinks it's scientific. He should know what confirmation bias is, though, because he uses it an Can awful lot. Can someone please tell him? <laughs> and uh, also, also what, how the peer review process works. Yeah, usually the, the cool thing about peer review is that you usually get more than one other opinion from well, it. And also, it's supposed to be a critique. Not a, they're supposed to yeah, like, yeah, you're right, you're right, yeah, I totally agree, yeah. Mm -hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they're supposed to try and prove you wrong, right? Yeah, the whole point is to make sure, you're, you know, nothing that you put down is wrong. So. You want people to critique you. You would like, you would like them to find holes. Yeah, because then you can fix it. And you can work on it and improve your theory. And you won't be totally, like, shamed and... and banished from the rest of the scientific okay, community. Okay, now here's the question. What do you have to do to get shamed and banished from the ghost hunting community? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I think probably faking evidence will get you out of there really fast. Yeah. Do you think ghost hunters have like a code of honor about getting permission to go into places? Or do you think it's like there's like gorilla ghost hunters out there who do whatever they want? Um... Oh, yeah. Like, I'm just thinking... Like, is there, like, a Geraldo Rivera of the ghost hunting world? Or, like, what's the, the club on Arrested Development that Joe belongs to? Oh, the the the, the Magician's Guild or the, yeah. the Magician's Alliance? What we demand to be taken seriously. Yeah. <laughs> what if there's one for ghost hunters? Oh, there has to be. I wonder if there's a ghost hunters union. That would be funny as hell to With me. With, like, a creed? Yeah. Commandments? They have, like, a motto? Yeah. <laughs> I was making some noise, and Cassie... <laughs> It's not that bad. I'm going to edit all Bean. that out. They won't hear it. Okay. So there she goes. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. She's a... There's a hell of a position for her to be in. What is it called? It's called a... a, a she's straddling she's my wife. She's doing a plute. No, no, no. A sploot. Sploot, yeah. I think it's only called that when the corgi does it. I think all animals can do it, but corgis are the most famous. Corgis have the that's most what, fabulous behinds. That's what my friend Chris said. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Does Chris watch our show? I don't know. Uh, I'd like to thank you for watching our show. Um, it's it's such a pleasure to spend this time with you. Cassie, what was your uh, favorite part of this episode? Oh, I mean, it's a sad part, but basically Aaron wanting to take care of his health <laughs> and Zach denying it. Like... My, mine goes along with that. It's Zach um, like retroactively wishing he had actually brought a mask. Right? There are so many episodes where, like, he does wear a mask and he says it's because of my uh, delicate respiratory system. And then there are other episodes where he doesn't because he thinks it gets in the way. And that's that was his excuse this so, round. So this episode, I think, is the genesis of two things. One, Zach's desire to own a paranormal museum. Mm -hmm. And two, Zach actually taking seriously the threat of airborne contaminants. After this episode. After this episode. Like, let's watch and make sure that, like, next episode is going to have Zach saying, we wear masks when we do these investigations because of the dangerous particulate matter. And then it'll shoot over to Aaron and he'll, he'll just have this look on his face like... Looking at the camera like he's in an episode of The Office. <laughs> like he's about to, like, flip his shit because he's had enough of this bullshit. <clears throat> Zach's bullshit. Zach's bull... Ghost Adventure Season 3, subtitles, Zach's bullshit. This is kind of we're not i think it's a season three episode i think so i think it's a season They're three so episode. out of order whatever whatever well the holidays are are upon us holidays so are upon us um i gotta i gotta say unfortunately um the week the weekend of the weekend after christmas 
or no, the week of Christmas, you're not going to get an episode of Insanely Haunted. I'm sorry. I was thinking it'd be fun to get my dad and Meryl. It would be super fun to get your dad and your stepmom in on this, but I'm not certain they would want to. Yeah. Also, you'd have to bring your microphone. I would have to bring my microphone. I don't really want to do that. Yeah. Well, you have that extra microphone. I do have that extra. I could bring that. Let's we'll see. Do it. We'll see. We'll see. Let's see if they want to do it. For with now, us. I don't think there will be an episode yeah. um, because Monday is Christmas. Ninety percent chance we won't have one for you next week. Uh, that. But if it if the spinner lands on that ten percent, it's going to be a gangbuster though. Because oh, yes. you're going to have uh, Cassie's dad uh, and Cassie's uh, stepmom, and uh, it'll just be a lovely treat. It would be lovely. I really hope that they'd be up for it. Do they know what podcasts are? My dad has an idea of what they are. It's just radio. Yeah. It's just he, a radio I mean, show. I think he, he, th- he calls it that. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, I set this up on Zenkai Boost, but, I, uh, but I'll go ahead and uh, plug it here, too. Uh, we've set up an account on a website called Coffee, which is sort of like a digital internet tip jar. So, of course, you can help us out by giving us a rating writing a kind review. By the way, we've got 10 ratings on iTunes. Thank, Thank you, you so much. I cannot believe that, Thank like, it's it's amazing to me that y'all put that effort in. So Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you to each and every one of you. Uh, and if you haven't done it yet, that's okay, too. There's still time. Uh, but another way you can help you us out. You have your whole life and afterlife to do it. Ooh. Uh, but another way you can help support uh, the show that you like is to kick in a couple of bucks. And it doesn't take a lot. Um, coffee will accept. Coffee is built for very, very, very small donations. So like a dollar, two dollars, if you got some, if you got a, a buck to spare. Uh, but you can also, there are other amazing ways to provide support. Like if you go on to Facebook and you find our group and get in there and chat with all the other Insanely Haunted fans... Uh, we're Insanely Haunted, a Ghost Adventures podcast, and you could just use the same logo as the show does. We're also on Tumblr. We're on Tumblr. It's insanelyhauntedpodcast.tumblr.com. You can go to insanelyhauntedpodcast.com to uh, check out all of Cassie's beautiful art that she does. <laughs> and speaking of art, the art for our show was created by our friend Leandra. Thanks, Leandra. Thank you, Leandra. Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy Saturnalia, Happy Kwanzaa. And a Happy New Year, since we won't see you until January 1st. Yeah. Oh shit, the first episode, the next episode is going up on January 1st. Oh really? That's cool, because it's Monday. Oh awesome. What fun. Hopefully, God, 2016, 2017 have been shit shows. So if you start the track, Bring Me to Life by Evanescence, at 11.59 and 8 seconds on New Year's Eve... The first wake me up hits at exactly midnight. So if you want to have a good 2018, you got to start it out right. Wake me up inside. Can't wake up. By the way, Amy Lee is a very nice person to her fans. Thanks, Amy. Thanks, Amy. And thank you for listening to Insanely Haunted. Uh, It's been an absolute joy sharing this 40 minutes with you. And I hope that you continue uh, telling your friends about this show. Because we don't pay to advertise it. This is, I am revenue negative on Insanely Haunted. Uh, So just tell your friends. I think if you know someone who likes Ghost Adventures and who likes podcasts, they might like our show. As long as they like it for the same reason we like it. Yes. There's a lot of people who actually, actually like it. I don't know what's up with them. And they don't like our podcast. Are they okay? That's okay. Are y'all all all right? (laughs) All right. Well, well, it's been a good one. Uh, thanks again. My name's Max. I'm Cassie. And you just heard a Class A EVP. Class A EVP.